We still don't know what the fuck we're doing. This is season two. It's Master Shot. I'm Alina. This is Eddie. And let's roll out into the early 2000s. So dust off those burnt Limp Biscuit CDs and get ready to rumble with some remakes. My home skillets. That's hot. Well, we're bringing it back to the 2000s, and which basically means we're talking about movies from 1999 to 2009s. And like Eddie said, we're doing remakes. Love it. The best part of the early 2000s and the most abundant. I feel like that was uh, just nothing but the 2000s. Yeah, well, a lot of the like standout movies, I think. So a few movies that fall into the subject. Include The Fog, When a Stranger Calls, The Hills Have Eyes, The Ring, The Grudge, Eddie's Favorite Dawn of the Dead. Love it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Love House that of one Wax. Too. <laughs> House of Wax, I fucking love. Uh, Can't 13 go Ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Great Carrie, one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, which I feel like a lot of people actually may not know the one that I'm referring to. Uh House on Haunted Hill, The Mummy, The Haunting, and The Omen. The Omen never gets old. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those ones where even the original was good. The remake was good. It's, I think it's just a concept. It's an easy concept to go through. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the Antichrist, what, you can't go wrong with that in the horror, you know. So while every decade has its own specialty in horror genre... Like, gimmicky films were popular in the 50s and 60s. Cult films being popular of the 70s and 80s. Slashers were huge in the 80s. You know, like, them creeping up in people's dreams. The maniac. Going to camp. (laughs) (laughs) And the 90s had Anaconda and very poorly done CGI monsters. Yes, very poorly done. And the Anaconda was a terrible movie. (laughs) And the 90s also started to add more comedy into their horror as seen in movies like Scream. Yes, which was a good movie. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I feel like it was almost like what Scary Movie did to horror movies, Scream did to horror movies as well, just in a more serious tone. Yeah, not, as, it just, not as ridiculous. Yeah, it was like more in a realistic way. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, that creepy kid in school can do that. Like, Scream was a toned-down version of the Scary Movie franchise. Exactly. Because you could tell they were kind of poking fun at the genre, but at the same time, though, still, you know, paying a lot of homage to it as well. Yeah, they wanted to also, like, kind of, like, make it where it's kind of more real and everything, Mm. you know? He, He was just actually really killing people there was nothing supernatural about it yep he was just a serial killer with the ghost face (laughs) so but however as we inched closer to the 2000s we began to find horror again zombies became popular again and the 2000s brought back the genre of torture porn with movies like saw and hostel but what the 2000s has become most known for are remakes the most criticized aspects of current horror has been a reliance on remaking horror movies. While this is not a new concept in the film, uh, many well-loved and praised films are actually remakes. And I know like, there's been a couple remakes that 
I didn't even know were remakes until we looked yeah. more into it. Like, for instance, Scarface is a remake. Yeah. People? Uh, people? Scarface? Yeah. Like, well, you know? originally it was, I think it was based off of Al Capone was the original one. I believe so. Well, I know Al Capone in real life, his name was Scarface. So I just assumed that that's probably what it was based off of. But. Well, I can. Could be. I not could be wrong. confirm or deny that, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm just going with history at this point. This is this is, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of the the early 2000s they they actually did a pretty well job of remaking in a, in a way, in a very extreme way. I yeah, I feel like a lot of them didn't age well. Of course, but oh, at not the at all. but at the same time though, there were certain ones that you know were done so well that like you said you you didn't even know that they were remakes i mean the mummy the i i thought the mummy was really good and and it took me a long time to realize then again when it first came out i was a, a kid so i didn't really watch the original mummy but the remake was really good and you know it kind of kicked off brendan fraser's career and everything like that <laughs> Well, and then also with that movie, like, I feel like out of a lot of the movies from back then and the 2000 remakes, that's one of the only ones that has, like, really aged well and, like, is also turning into a classic film. Like, whenever people talk about, like, good Hollywood movies, like, The Mummy like is one of the ones that do pop up in the montage yeah well they had a big budget and they actually used their budget well unlike oh, most yeah. movies and, and you even see that to this day too a lot of movies that are remakes you know they get this big budget but they don't do they don't do anything different with it whereas this one they whereas with the mummy they kind of they had the big budget and they utilized it in a way to where it actually worked Oh, yeah, and the the cast is perfect in it. The chemistry is amazing. Like, from the side stories to the main, like, characters and everything, everyone just really works so well together and everything, which is also another thing with a lot of these movies that, like, some of them have amazing chemistry and then others, not so much. But yeah. most of these remakes seem to only be similar to the originals by name. Which in some cases worked out fine, while mm. in other movies not so much. Very true, very true. Um, I think that that goes a lot with it. A lot of times, it, it, it's clout chasing, you know, as as the kids would say nowadays. Oh. You know, <laughs> it's 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 one of them things where what's the way to get people's attention other than saying making a title where people recognize it, a recognizable title. If you give them something that they recognize they're more likely to watch the movie you know so they see like the fog people people if you've watched the original fog or if you know john carpenter movies or whatever or even if you're just you know new to that a lot of times they'll look it up and be like oh well it's a remake of this movie it might be you know similar to that and then they watch it and then come to find out it's you know it's it might be good it might not be good most of the time i wasn't a big fan of the fog the remake, but the John Carpenter one, I, I loved it. It's a classic. It's a great movie. Remake, not so much. But it's kind of hit or miss with those, you know. Yeah, with uh, a lot of remakes, though, it's like it just gives them that opportunity to, like, 
have something to work with already. Like they already have yeah. a plot. They already have most of the characters and everything. Like there's very little that they need to. Well, because they're not creating. Exactly. They're not creating a whole story or a whole world. It's already pretty much a created world. They're just expanding on the concept. You know? Or just redoing. <laughs> or completely, yeah. No, that's true too. There's there's been a lot of cases where they completely just redo the whole movie. And they do end up creating a whole nother world instead of what was originally there, which is good. I mean, sometimes it, it kind of does. That's why with the remakes, some people say they're very they're they're not very creative, but you can. That's kind of a relative term as far as that goes, because some directors actually take it upon themselves. Some writers take it upon themselves to change up the story into a, a more creative way, or sometimes they they try to make it more creative. And in turn, they end up ruining the story, you know. Yeah, so it, and it, one thing with that is that, like, a lot of people need to realize that, like, whether uh, the movie was, like, exactly like the original or they did have that freedom to kind of change it, is that, like, the ones that are exactly like the original may not have gotten the rights to change certain things that they wanted to. And yeah. everything because like they are remaking a movie, they have to speak with the people who own that movie and all that kind of stuff, and be allowed to change certain things and all that kind of stuff and everything. And that's like one thing to really keep in mind with a lot of remakes is like try and think of like how much freedom did the producers and the directors really have with this new take on the movie. That's true. That's very true, too. I mean, I think that's a lot of things that people don't realize. I mean, I don't realize it most of the time. When, I mean, when you're watching the movie, you don't really think about that. But, you know, like and, all illegal shit. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of times, though, you know, that that kind of hinders a movie's success is is by uh, is by the limitations that are given to the studio as far as as far as creative properties and everything on on an already established story. And movie which also like you know i i do want to kind of touch on is that like you know i know a lot of people complain about there being so many remakes and everything especially within the last like 20 years um, yes i feel like <laughs> but there's only so many stories out there like there's only so many ways that humans can yeah like go about well, telling stories and everything that sometimes it ends up being so close, like, to a mood, like, a story that you're wanting to tell and everything, like. I, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. It's almost like sometimes, like, in that certain time frame, they didn't have the technology to actually elaborate on what the story was, you know, or they weren't, they were limited to what they could show on screen, you know, because yeah. the, the, just like and, with the, with the Evil Dead you know, back in the time when they when they first the Evil Dead first came out, the the special effects weren't you couldn't the technology wasn't advanced enough. And then when they remade it, it's more of a recent remake, but it's kind of like you know they they were able to do more with that concept. And it, and even with the Dawn of the Dead, you know the the story and the the original one, it was kind of low. Sp the special effects were great for the time, of course, but with the new one, they were able to actually add more things like the zombies were running. There was more explosions. It was, it, you know, there was more, there was more gore. There was more, uh, 
development. There was a lot more things that they could do as far as that goes and stuff. Yeah, because there is just a limit to, like, what humans are able to create. And Mm -hmm. so whenever someone, like, comes up with a new idea and everything, even if it is, like, literally 100%, like, this new, fresh idea, as soon as you pitch it to someone and everything, it can end up sounding like something similar that has, like, happened 10, 20 years ago and everything. And because it is, like, there's, like, certain major, like, key points that are similar to that, it ends up becoming a legal issue. So it's, like, you might as well just remake that movie and see if you're able to make the changes that you're wanting to. Just and just for the fact of like legal issues is the reason why I feel there are a lot of remakes out there. Like, yeah, so, I don't know. Well, I feel like people complaining about remakes really shouldn't be a thing, especially, especially since you know what, movies have been around for a while. Storytelling has been around for a while. Like, yeah, there's so many different things out there. Like. Well, and the there, thing about it is, there's a ninety percent of its adaptations of video exactly. games, uh, uh, other movies, books, books. I mean, I mean, even back in the day, most most movies were were uh, adaptations of books. You know, uh, I mean, Gone some with the of Wind the greatest and, and shit like that. Yeah, some of the greatest uh, movies out there are remakes. Or adaptations. Like, they're not yeah. this fresh, new, creative thing. I mean, one of the greatest movies of all time type of thing, which is The Lion King. Like, you know, <laughs> getting into little kid stuff right now. Yeah. But it's an adaptation of Hamlet. It's also an adaptation of The White Lion. Like, there's so many <laughs> different yeah. things no, that were true. inspired for that. And, like... But it's, like, this, like, standalone thing, like, where you don't have to know anything about that in order to do, like, in order to watch it and everything. And as long as the remake is able to do that, I feel like, you know what? Give it yeah. a chance. No, that's very true. That's very true. So, but with the early 2000s remakes, as we have already mentioned, like, these movies have this really, like, just aura about it. That is just painfully dated. Like you know. Yes. There, you know. There, there is a lot of. Uh, I've noticed there's a lot of stereotyping in the early yes. 2000s, and it, it it's almost it, the stereotyping. It. I feel like the early 2000s took a lot of a lot of um, influence from the 80s, as far as as far as certain dynamics go, as far as the angsty so like teens, status quo, high school. High school was the, I don't know why everybody thought that they were in high school and were like in the early 2000s, but I guess high school was so cool in the early 2000s <laughs> that everybody wanted to make movies about it. And and it seemed like every concept, there was always like these like late 20 year old actors playing high school students. And it was amazing. But at the same time, you can just tell you're just like, all right, well, Apparently, the the angsty teens is the way to go with horror. So, I mean, but I feel like that's always been the case. For some reason, high school, everybody's terrified of high school, and it just goes well with horror because everybody yeah. hated high school. 
and it and, high school and, still and scares everyone is me just to very this day. segregated yes like, everything is very segregated clicks you got the clicks i mean you got people saying cool beans it's not it's not a good time not a good time <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i also want to add in here that anyone that's listening who went to like high school in the early 2000s and everything please hit one of us up tell us if like high school was actually like one of these movies yes please please. i want to know because (laughs) what the hell it seems so cool back then that i when i went to high school it wasn't that cool no you know you didn't have some guy trying to kill us in a in a raincoat with a hook for a hand you know I feel like that would have been a little bit more exciting than what I went through. <laughs> or maybe getting pig's blood dumped on me. I mean, you know, it doesn't seem know. like a good time, but, you know, it, it, it does seem like something that would, you know, that'd be, really story to talk. Out, you know? that'd be something I could tell my grandkids, you know? Remember Not that like, time? oh, hey, I was an ROTC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, see, that's what I'm saying. ROTC is not as cool as pig's blood. You know, <laughs> you just yeah. I, I want to tell my grandkids that story. I got some pig's blood dumped on me when I was about sixteen years old, and then I ended up burning down the school. <laughs> so, but you know what? What we're saying is, one look at any of these movies, you know right away when it was made between the actors and the way these films were shot down to. Various added added details. The movies and the references. were made. <laughs> the movies were definitely made for the year they came out, and that year alone, like there's so many references, so many styles, and like even like the phones that they were using, or even the fact that like okay, someone can have a phone or didn't have a phone. It was just technology was advancing at this time styles were changing at this time and you know what movies did not know how to cope with it they didn't and they they slowly got it they i still think that they haven't gotten completely right but you can see they're trying a little bit harder than they were you know it, it, it it's a new concept and i'm pretty sure most of these people that have been writing stories about these high school kids and all this, the the younger generation, they were a younger generation in a different generation. So it's hard for them to relate as much. I'm pretty sure, you know, they ask a lot of questions. They get a lot of feedback from people in that, you know, from the early 2000s and stuff. But it's, you know, it's hard. It's harder. It's hard for a 60 year old man to write a story about 16 year old kids, you know, (laughs) It it just seems, it seems like, you know. (laughs) Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a closer look at some of these remakes. But you know what? I'm going to give a spoiler warning here. We will be discussing the remakes and possibly the originals and may include spoilers. But these movies are old. So if you haven't seen them, shame on you. Exactly. Get your shit together. All right. So we're going to be... Throwing it back to 1999 with House on Haunted Hill. Love this movie. It is a great, cheesy movie that I cannot ever stop watching. I could watch this movie till my eyes bleed. And they have. 
figuratively, of course, not physically. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying metaphorically bleeding, you know. So in the original movie, it's also called House on Haunted Hill. That was uh, made in 1959. So there is this really big Ooh, there's gap. There's a big gap. <laughs> yeah. I and I mean, even from, so. even from now, like th- this is a pretty big gap. This movie came out 21 years ago. Yeah, and let me just say the the uh, the special effects in the 1950s one probably on the same level as the early 2000s one. The CGI <laughs> was not not very well done, but there was a lot of there was a lot of cool death scenes that I liked. Uh, I I felt like it was very interesting as well because it was a it was a mental ward that they converted into a hotel. So, like, you know, getting more into the movie, both movies follow the same basic story of an eccentric, super rich man inviting, Those a, motherfuckers. Group, <laughs> inviting a group of people to spend the night in a haunted house with him and his wife for a prize of $10,000. While also, well, in the newest movie, the latest movie in 1999, it was a prize of $1 million. Hmm, not bad. And, like, you know, the states kind of went higher because if then someone died or didn't make it out and everything, you also got their million. It's like, well, so, it's, like, you oh, know see, that's the not bad. could get bigger. Yeah, I feel like at that point, there's going to be murder. Yeah, like, and all that you <laughs> had to do is spend the night in a ghost house with a married couple that hate each other to get that cash money's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yep. God, that sounds like a great time. I'm not gonna lie, just to watch them arguing the whole time, and then and then to to watch just you know people getting crushed by random objects. It just seems like a good time, but not if you're that guy getting crushed by the random object. Yeah, not really. <laughs> All right. Well, House on Haunted Hill is a film where the original and remake have done well. The original being considered a classic, while the remake has been argued in cer- certain cases as being better than the the original. Uh, While the special effects in the remake are still very campy and in many cases hard to look at, like, there's this part where, like, the girl turned into, like, a ghost. Like, a ghost demon thing. And it is, like, the weirdest, like, blue-gray ghost. And it's supposed to be, like, really scary, but it's not. It's yeah. Most of it's not very scary. You know what I did like though. I did like the doctor. I don't know. I thought he was very creepy. He just. I, it could have been the mustache. It might have. It probably more than likely was the mustache, and the fact that he was always in that that uh, surgeon's outfit, no matter what circumstance yeah. it was. He was just never took it off. Like I'm pretty sure he went to. That was his pajamas as well. I'm pretty sure that man slept in those scrubs. Uh. He's a sick guy, but uh, it was really good. It, 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 I think he was like the creepiest part of, of of the movie. You know, the CGI not so much. Yeah, but despite the CGI not being too good, it is still arguably better than the 1950s original. There, yeah, like you know, time and technology, like really just. Well, I really liked. You, well, Vincent Price was amazing. I mean, you know, he's. He goes down as like the all, the all-time greatest horror actor of all time. Vincent Price is is the man, 
But well, I mean, Jeffrey Rush, I think that's his name. He yes. is great. I love him. He really him. is. He is awesome. He is hilarious, and he plays the eccentric billionaire. Great, like he he you could you could see that being him. Like he would be an asshole, and you would still he's like a likable asshole. Like you you don't like him, but you like him at the same time. You know, he's scumbag, but <laughs> but a very cool scumbag. And one thing with this movie, uh, they do change the names uh, from the original, which they also kind of like did a little like in honor of. Uh, yeah. Vincent Price is the main character, well, one of the main characters. His name is Stephen Price, who yep. is also the eccentric, like, you know, yeah, eccentric person. He's like a roller ty- tycoon or something like that, right? He's like, yeah, he's got he a uh, owns the amusement parks, yes. Yeah, and like, yeah. he's known for being like that creepy, scary, he plays tricks and everything, which yeah. is why his wife thought that a good portion of this night was kind of set up and everything because she yeah. also did the same thing to him. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of liked where they went with that, you know, the fact that he was into the amusement parks, and it kind of went with the story of the of the hotel as far as it being, like, that thrill-seeking, you know, it's, it's for the adrenaline junkies, because, you know, the next best thing is a haunted house type of thing, you know, it kind of goes with the amusement park, so well, that's, that's cool. Uh, even with the movie, Evelyn, his wife... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she does, like, it is for her birthday and everything. Yeah. She saw, like, a, uh, I believe it was, like, a news special yeah, showing was... the house and everything. And, like, mm. its history and everything about it being. Uh, yeah, she was taking a little bubble mental... bath with her champagne. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, you know, the asylum and everything for uh, all kinds of different patients. Mm-hmm. that ended up getting locked down and the patients went crazy and they were killing all the doctors, everything. A fire started and killed almost everyone. One of them, one of them pulled a John Wick and stabbed a guy in the, stabbed one of the doctors in the eye with the pencil. Yep. It was pretty I think gnarly. that was like one of the first things that, was, that yeah. had happened. Yep, first guy to go. Pencil and eye. And, but, uh, so she sees this and immediately is like, oh, I want to have my party there. Yeah, see. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, they're, they're both, they're both very creepy people. But you know what? In this movie, their relationship is much more dimensional. While the, in the original movie, you can see the hatred between, uh, Frederick and Annabelle, which is their names in the original. Uh, yeah. The remake also has moments where you can see how they became married in the first place. Like you can see where they got along, which again, like, you know, is them kind of like both having like that thrill seeking attitude. They have like this yeah. kind of prank thing between them. Like they have this hatred for each other, but because they have this hatred, you also see that love for each other too. It's yeah. like this very well, twisted thing. Well, cause for most of the part, they thought that one was trying to kill the other one. And then when one when when I think his, she went missing, he was like searching around for her and everything and looking for. Her. And you could yeah, it, it, you could definitely tell it was a love hate relationship, you know. But there was, yeah. but that's the main thing was that there was some type of love, you know, even though it was shrouded in pure hatred for each other and the fact that you know she tried killing him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and but even sometimes like, you—that means that shows the most love. All right, and uh, even like the other characters in the new movie also have an upper hand on likability, you know. Yeah, that's true. Talking about Nora over here. <laughs> well, and the thing—the thing about it is that they weren't even their original guest. The goat, nope. the, the house ended up choosing the guest, and they were all which is very descendants. 2000s. Yes, that's <laughs> the most 2000s line I've ever said in my life. Like where the ghost is using the computer to change the names on the guest list. Okay. While they're, while, while Marilyn Manson's playing in the background. Oh my that's, god, that's not your dream. That is that is that is the early 2000s dream right there. Like that's Marilyn it. Manson. Yeah. <laughs> while a ghost is typing and on also, on early internet. <laughs> also, my chemical romance. That is another one. That also gets played in Jeez, these movies. Louise, yeah, I swear. It, it God, you gotta love the goth. God, <laughs> I think that was the beginning of the goth age. That was the that was where it started. I feel like that's when it really became mainstream. Like that's yeah. where it just hit off, and like it was that thing where now it's almost like so. It was almost socially acceptable to, to be, be goth. That. Like that's true. Like it was definitely a fad. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of went through, I mean, I wasn't goth goth, but, you know, I, I wore I wore all black, you know. So, that that's, that's kind of close. I had my Dawn of the Dead t-shirt. Dude, you just <laughs> were a greasy rocker, like, like little wannabe rocker. That is yeah, what you were. Definitely greasy. That definitely that. <laughs> greasy. <laughs> definitely greasy and like, definitely yeah, I, listening to metal. Yeah. <laughs> See me, I kind of jumped over my goth phase and went straight into emo and everything, and uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of stayed I, there for a while. <laughs> Can't go wrong with it. I mean, I feel like that's what that that was like the stages of it. You go goth, then it switches to emo, and then you become an adult. <laughs> yeah, but you also hit like six more different things I along would, the way. I I don't know why I, I hit every single. 2000s thing that I could think of. Every single. I wore baggy type. clothes. <laughs> I wore t- tiny jeans. I wore. I, I, I don't know. I snapbacks. Snapbacks. I still. I still like my snapbacks. <laughs> That's something I can't give up. Glasses. No glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The House on Haunted Hill remake uh, makes questionable choices. And is banking off of big names and a classic movie. The cast is everything your 90s heart could desire. While this movie rated fairly well in the box office, enough to garner a sequel, a straight-to-DVD sequel. That is uh, why that's where, most, uh, that's where most sequels went to. <laughs> yes. Uh, it still feels like a cash grab and extremely campy. Uh, while there was some improvements from the original, the faults are hard to swallow. The acting isn't the best. It almost feels cartoony in some scenes. And the remake mm. doesn't quite keep the tone of the original that was more eerie and instead tries to fill in those holes by adding more CGI. Ghosts more humor. In, <laughs> <laughs> which seems to be a staple in remakes made especially during this decade. Every ounce of, like, of subtly uh, has been thrown out the door in this movie, opening up with a scene of fairly graphic murder by 
mental institute institute patients. I'm very sorry for my speech today. Uh, <laughs> and not very up to today's standards, not very cash money of this movie, uh, which is yeah. a stark contrast <laughs> compared to the original floating head narration by Vincent Price and the original. God, you! Uh, I swear if they would have did a floating head on the intro of this movie, that would have been the greatest thing ever. I mean, just imagine <laughs> Jeffrey Rush's head just floating <laughs> around and, and narrating the, the beginning of the story. Or e or even who who was who was the other actor? Uh it was wasn't it was it was it Ty Diggs? Yeah, have his floating head. I think so. <laughs> that would be amazing. I I I would love that. That they they should remake it and have his floating head. They should have somebody's floating head narrate the movie. Yeah, Tay uh, Diggs. Tay Diggs. Did, what did I say, Ty? That's yeah. Ty? Okay. My bad. My bad. My bad, Tay. <laughs> well, and these movies are argued for equally, and the opinions of the public are very cross, where there are arguments defending both versions. Like, I don't know, like, the movie is definitely good. It's definitely an early 2000s movie. Um, no doubt about that. <laughs> but I do admit it's, like, that movie and even the original still kind of aren't my favorites and everything. I, and mainly just due to the cast, like, because, like, it is that very 2000s cast. And, like... <laughs> You, you pretty much, when you're watching the movie, you expect everybody to die except for the two, except for the, except for a female character and the male character, and you pretty much already assume who's gonna live. Oh, they yeah. they make it pretty clear. I feel like. But okay, so moving on to another movie, which I personally feel is much better, uh, is the movie Thirteen Ghosts from two thousand one, and Love the original. Movie. 13 goes from 1960. So, again, there's a pretty good gap there. A uh, very good gap. They, uh, I feel like they, they do this on purpose so that people... They, I'm pretty sure they, they expect that people haven't watched the original ones. So they can kind of do a little bit more... They have, they have a little bit more leeway with the, with the uh, story as far as that goes. Well, even the first time that I saw this movie, I didn't know that it was a remake. I didn't mm. know that until after i watched it i didn't it. know that either but yeah, yeah and this movie has been around for a little while i remember seeing at least bits and pieces of it growing up and everything uh and then like more recently I actually sat down and watched it and even like i i think i just like found out that it was a remake while yeah. i was actually watching it just like two weeks ago yeah i mean it's it, it's definitely it's definitely one of the the better remakes of the early 2000s, that's for sure. So the basic uh, premise of this movie is a family inherits a house from a past uncle, and they're able to keep the house if they can spend the night. You know, that seems pretty basic. Seems easy <laughs> enough. Uh, this, <laughs> this is threatened by not only ghosts, but real-life villains trying to accomplish their own goals. I mean, you know, that's what everyone's trying to do. In the original, it is to gain hidden riches. The remake goes a different direction in wanting to open a portal to hell. Which is also a hidden uh, riches as well, you know? 
yeah, I guess you if know. you look at it that way, you, know, <laughs> it, you open it up and you don't know what the fuck's going to happen, what's going to come out of there. Probably I feel like that's just, that, that's just like a whole nother movie, honestly. It, you know, you know, Drake said it the best. It goes from zero to 100 real quick. Oh, yeah. And that's and that's about what 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 happened here. They were like, what's better than money? Uh, opening a portal to hell. Because nobody ever <laughs> learned anything from any movie ever. You know, it's not good. It, it, it seems like nothing good ever comes out of opening up portals to hell. I don't know. And also just saying it never works out. <laughs> like it never happens. Like it, they always yeah, get stopped. I do want to see a movie that actually does it and it stays open. And I want to see that aftermath. Exactly. I, that, do. That, <laughs> I think the closest that got to that was uh, This is the End with Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's... <laughs> but you know what? We don't even get to see how that happened. Exactly. It just no, happened. It, it just, it, it, yeah, that's true, though. I feel like... But I, I do like the concept that 13 Ghosts went with with the house being made of glass and hieroglyphs. I thought oh, that was yes. really cool. And the fact that it changes, too. It's, like, always changing. Oh, yeah. It's stuff. a puzzle. Yeah, it, I I thought that was it was kind of like a big old Rubik's cube that you know oh, yeah. killed people. You know, I'm pretty yeah, sure that died like, messing with Rubik's cubes before. So I mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, watching it kind of gave me like this like brief like moment of like claustrophobia and yeah, everything. I could well, not imagine. <laughs> I you know the 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 part that got me the most was was the fact that that one chick got crushed between the walls and they were just closing in and then it just shows her eyes just like kind of popping out i thought that was kind of cool i'm not gonna lie it was it was kind of fun to watch but it was terrifying i personally do not remember that really it was towards the end it was towards the end of it it was that one girl who who was uh come to find out she was backstabbing the the family they thought she was like she was like supposedly helping and then all of a sudden, come to find out the uncle was actually, you know, hanging out. Yeah, I, see, they were you know working what? together. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and she got crushed. Oh, okay. I must have zoned out because I don't remember that. That was, that was probably the one scene that, that stuck out with me the most just because she would just, she was like, oh, we're going to live together forever. And then he's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. And then all of a sudden, she just gets crushed. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I'm so happy that I didn't see that. Because Orson, like claustro- claustrophobic, very real. Oh uh, yeah, shit. no, th- that was that that that's why I was thinking of it because I was like, yeah, that's probably the most claustrophobic. Yeah, part see, I was just cause... thinking about like the time where like they were stuck. The a uh, father was stuck with one of the ghosts and was like kind of charging at oh, him while yeah. he was getting like pulled up to the next level. Yes. Oh my god, that was that was pretty intense. Too. That like I because feel, that was I just like, like oh my god. It had a lot of those moments and I feel like they they kind of used that that claustrophobic uh angle that, and I think that that's what also helped with the fact that the house was always changing. Yeah. It kind of added to that because then you never know which walls are coming up. I mean that one guy got killed by one of the walls coming up. Mm-hmm. And they got cut in half. I I also really like the fact that they have the, the concept of like the each ghost representing a different part, you know. And See, I that was... I like that each of the ghosts like 
they each have like their own name. They have their own meeting. They have their own story. Like, even though it doesn't get in detail in the movie, you're able to look it all up and everything and get like really detailed information about, uh, not just the, the like piece that they represent, like that you also are able to find their actual stories, like their lives, like how they died and everything like that. And the different things that like we see them doing and everything, like it shows actual representation from their life. Like the remake introduced the black Zodiac that explained the ghost that wasn't part of the original. Oh, okay. All right. See, and, and that's one of the things I didn't even think about, you know, but that, I mean, yeah, that, that was cool. I mean, they had the jackal, the torso, what the uh, what was that one guy the hammer he was probably the the most like oh terrifying the one. hammer that's the one that uh, he has I like, the, like the, the railroad the, spikes the, in yeah. him oh but God, his story is so sad his story is so sad and yeah. everything oh all of them really get to me I, I i feel like it's it's cool because it almost you know it kind of makes you want to read more into each one when you watch oh, a yeah. movie you're like See, you're like oh wow that's really interesting let me let me look more into that I think that's when I ended up missing that girl dying because I was like busy like reading up on all of the well yes yeah, exactly <laughs> I mean, cause, yeah because you're trying to look into what uh each one of them and, and they yeah. all and, it's, and like you were saying they each have an individual backstory and kind of like an interesting and and it, and it also adds to the fact of the the portal because they're those are actually like the different cogs in the machine to open exactly the portal. To hell, and it kind of it's kind of cool how each one of them are individual. It's almost exactly. like you need the unity in order for it to. And then the thirteenth ghost. And that also like one of one of my favorite things about it is that like not all of them were violent and stuff, which also just like you know gives more to them and everything, like you know to their personality, to the humanity that they still have and everything. That like there's like ones that you know they just kind of sit around and everything because of who they are like they're not they're not trying to hurt anybody mm-hmm. and stuff they are just trapped here like everybody just, else pretty much just yeah they're just they're just uh, uh malevolent spirits pretty much just mm-hmm. and they and I, I did like the fact that he was they were like ghost catching they were they were doing the ghostbusters thing but in a more sinister way yeah because you know, there was a more there was a there was a there was a motive there was a motive to it. Yeah, exactly. They were they were capturing them and doing that. And Personal I also game. did like the twist of them actually having the guy, the the uh, dude, the the family guy's wife. Ha- mm-hmm. She was one of the ghosts, and and he and comes it was like when, when he finds that out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool, and not to mention Matthew Lillard is is you know, I feel Amazing. like he's like underrated actors i mean especially of that time, of that time yeah exactly because he i mean he was in a lot of good movies and he Hell and yeah. he you can definitely tell like he he has the talent it's just you know sometimes people just scooby-doo you know scooby-doo yep. will fuck you up that'll fuck your career up shaggy <laughs> he can't be shaggy and then be taken seriously ever again i don't know I mean, it's <laughs> so tough. but could be 13 in 13 Ghosts, uh, it is one of the movies that almost feels like the remake is vastly more popular and more loved, you know, as you can see mm. by us, uh, than the okay. original. It is deeply memorable. Like, this movie, 
like always just comes in, in, into our mind like all the time uh it's definitely a must watch and it has a charm all its own like hopefully like you know with what we were saying earlier it just kind of like you know pulls you into like maybe I should check out that movie you know yeah. the original <laughs> the original is a horror movie that leans more on comedy than even the remake which I was kind of shocked with that because like you know when when you think of also Matthew Lillard yeah you think they're kind of funny and even yes. just like the other characters that, that are in it and everything like they have a nanny and she's very much there for uh comedic relief and all that yeah. kind of stuff like, even even the son even he, the son's like got the comic relief too i feel like they 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 balance the humor better than 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 it probably should have been like like then you would think you know the, yeah. the humor was balanced a lot better than what you would expect from a movie like this yeah so i really couldn't even imagine how like funny the original one is uh, the special effects in the original does a good job defining the ghosts who don't have as much character as the remake, but the effects um, are still not that well done, even for its time, as there are moments you can see the strings that carry certain props. <laughs> not a good time. Not a good thing no. <laughs> to have. You know, it, it, it's, it, when a magician reveals his tricks, it's not, it's not, it's not so entertaining. No, not really. But in the remake, the ghosts seem to have more of a purpose to them and are all connected to the Black Zodiac and correspond to different signs. The house is also more than just your average run-of-the-mill haunted house as it is designed by the devil and run by the dead. I like that. Right? Sounds very hot. Yeah. (laughs) Cool beans. (laughs) So what the remake does right here is create its own story. It does not shy away from the goofiness of the original that makes them both so enjoyable to watch. There's not an overcompensation of effects in a way that makes the movie hard to watch. It is campy in a way that feels purposeful. The differences made in the movie does not change the tone in a bad way. It simply makes it more appealing to the modern era of moviegoers. While the remake is full of great early 2000 campiness, it has garnered a following of people who have deep love for this movie. Like, because I feel like it does take place in a very closed-off environment in this weird-ass house, it can kind of age better than a lot of the other movies because it... It is just very like just set I, in this one place. Well, I feel like what 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 kind of helps with horror movies a lot. I feel like the most horrific thing is claustrophobia, and I feel like if you can utilize that, it seems like you're you. It seems like the movie can age a lot better. Oh yeah. Because I, I feel like horror movies are meant to be in tight spaces, because there's nothing worse than being trapped with a fucking monster or in this case 13 well 12 ghosts (laughs) well eventually 13 eventually 13 but if you're that go if you're that 13th ghost it's not so terrifying (laughs) but uh (laughs) see i feel with using claustrophobia though it's one of those things that you can really 
relate to that. You could really see like, oh shit, like even if there isn't a monster coming after me, if I get stuck in a place that's the size of a hallway, I'm going to yeah. freak out. Yeah, I get, I get nervous when I'm in an elevator. Oh, I hate elevators so much. I, yeah, so no, fucking much. No, catch this. I was when I when I was on my trip at the hotel, there was the the elevator. I didn't know that you had to swipe your card for the elevator to move. So I'm pushing the button. Every time I push the button, it goes off and it's not going anywhere. And I'm freaking out. And then finally, I swiped the card and then it went. So, I mean, you know, that was my brush with, with, with a horror. See, my brush with horror trip. and elevators <laughs> is going to Vegas and getting pretty much shot up into the air at, like, such a high speed. That like you feel like you're gonna fall to the ground. <laughs> yeah, see that would that would that's not a good time. That's, yeah, no, it's that's, not a good time. That's and it's even worse when you go with other people who like to jump in an elevator to make it stop. That doesn't work. I <laughs> Okay. It no, no, it works because it ends up jolting the elevator and it makes it stop. Oh, I didn't know that. Well yes. now that I know that. I always thought it would just go off the hinges and just, like, oh in the... Uh... <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Moving on me. here. Moving on. So, to one of my personal favorite, like, you know, remake, early 2000, just a must-watch movie, is The House of Wax. It came out in 2005. Can't go wrong and with it. The originals are, there's actually two that spans back, uh, is House of Wax from 1953 and Mystery of the Wax Museum from 1933. Jeez. So, House of Wax. Way, way back. <laughs> yeah, it is a third time around remake, but only in the loosest of terms. <laughs> mm, makes sense. Yeah. As long as there's a House of Wax. Exactly. That's all that matters. So while the first two movies are almost the same movie, the early 2000s took the loosest ideas from the previous films to create theirs. Uh, the 1933 version and the 1953 version were both about a man whose wax museum is burned down and he is left for dead. As he recovers, the yeah, as he recovers. He starts a new museum, and his new sculptures are made with a twist. In the 2005 remake, the, the story... <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit, I was uh... just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the 2005 remake, the storyline is much different. So the movie follows a group of young adults, like always, uh, who oh, gets stuck adults. in the middle of nowhere. Wow, who would have guessed? God, on their way to a football game. God, that is the most early 2000s fucking <laughs> plot line ever. God, and also, man. you know what? Keep in mind that one of them just got uh, out of uh, jail. And then his twin sister is going to be going to college soon. That is even more 2000s. It's like they just packed on. It was a two thousand early 2000s sandwich. And oh. they added extra beef. And guess who is the, like, you know, guy that is freshly out of jail? Mr. Chad Michael Murray. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, my thing is that they always have, like, the guy that's supposed to be, like, the sex symbol come out of jail. 
I feel like they should probably have a guy that's not a sex symbol okay. go out of jail. Because I feel did. like he wouldn't last But long. they did. That is Jared Padalecki. That's true. Yeah, he 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 does he does seem more more rugged. Than, and see, also they butt heads a lot. But the, the the man the man hunts demons, you know, and werewolves and okay, okay all right. that's so, in a so different I'm, show. I'm I'm, okay. I'm 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 diverging into supernatural. Yes. Okay, move on. <laughs> uh, so they're on their way to a football game. They end up being picked off one by one by twins. Another set of twins uh, who have, spoiler alert, created an entire town of wax sculptures. Hmm. Uh, an entire town? I've, I, yeah, because even the gas station has little wax people. No wax gas attendant. Gotta love it. I mean, you know, you, you, have, you have to have people around you get lonely sometimes and you gotta have some wax people around kind of add you know things and dress the them up and everything like dude the entire town is wax yeah Just i'll the be high-fiving everybody you're the coolest guy in town if you're the coolest guy in town there's nothing else you need more than wax people because you're the only one that actually lives and breathes everybody else is just you know you can just put their arm up just position their arm up so you can just walk by high-five them and Get going to the next one. See, but if you put a little bit too much pressure, their arm's going to fall off and they're going to see all the icky body parts. Oh, yeah. That's not a good time. Well, you know, at least at least he was he was nice enough to give everybody a job. The twins were nice enough. Oh, there's two of them? I just said I'm they just were kidding. twins. I'm oh, my kidding. God. <laughs> okay, so continuing. Yeah, I feel like one of them's always got more talent than the other one. So he was No, probably, they both probably... you know what? I have to say they both played their part. They both played their part. One okay. of them pulled pulled the people from the road and like lured them in. And then the and other, then the one, other the one actually turned them into wax. They he both had a major role. Okay, all right. So you got you got you got the one guy, then you got the Picasso. You have yeah, you people. have the heavy lifter and then you have the artist. Like, you know what? Yeah. It goes well, hand in hand. He, he he his hands are important. You know, you don't want to damage the you don't want to damage the goods. You know? All right. So in the newest remake made like the newest remake made many questionable decisions between oh. this storyline of twins, between the villains and the two surviving characters. It seems like they were hinting at some kind of parallel between the pairs, but it doesn't quite make it. Uh, there being one good twin and one bad twin in each pair, but it misses all the marks. While the special effects are pretty good and nearly everything being done with practical effects, that is probably its best feature. So on the good twin and bad twin, like how I said, there's one going to college and then there's one uh, who just got out of jail, which I feel yeah. like that is just so... It, like I don't know if you wanted opposites. Like I don't. I don't think you have to go to the, that extreme. Like uh, it's come on. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, they could have just made them like a bum or something. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. But one of the one of the things that I'm happy about is they didn't make him a stoner. Yeah, you know, I have to true. say I'm like happy it wasn't like that weird kind of parallel thing. Yeah, uh, that would have been well because then it makes stoners look bad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, are bad. So, but then with the villain, 
pair of twins. There was one that in the beginning of the movie is this kind of troublemaker uh, child who mm. had to be like strapped down to his like high chair. Um, now that he's older, has scars on his like wrists and everything from just being so difficult and trying to pull from his restraints and everything. While the good twin, like, you know, listened and everything. And one was just following order while his brother had all like evil intentions. Oh, that's usually yeah. how it goes. I, I feel like, you know, you, with twins, you know, one probably gets all the good and the other one gets all the bad. I think that's what they were trying to go with, you know. Well, especially at, when at one time they shared like the same head, but okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. They shared the same head too. Yeah. Yeah. Siamese twins, man. Uh, the what? movie just <laughs> screams 2000. I mean, like, come on, Siamese twins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That feels like a that feels like a very too early two thousands concept. So like movie. you know that like little twist. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> so, but especially with this cast, like I feel like this cast is definitely one of the most two thousands cast ever. So starting yeah. off with Paris Hilton. God. Yes. Chad Michael Murray, John uh, Abrahams, Jared Padalecki. And Robert Richard. Like, all of these people are just very much, like, they just fully represent the early 2000s. That's, yeah. The, it, as, soon as, as soon as you see this movie and you see who's in it, you're like, wow, this is definitely early 2000s. Paris Hilton, probably, the reason why she did this was, you know, to get some, to get some more fans in the uh, horror genre area you know i don't know she she seems like she seems like she had the potential to be a screen queen like one of them you know chicks that just you know what is, she's actually is, she's actually a pretty decent actress and is one of my favorite characters in this entire she, movie she's she's a fun she's one badass to kill i feel like she'd be a fun one to kill off like she would be the one that you would you would want her to to just like in the movie, she put up a little bit. She put up a fight. She put up the most fight out of all of it. Like, she put up the most, like, practical fight. That's true. And and she got the most practical death. I feel like that she should be proud of that because at least she went out the way, you know, most people probably would go out. <laughs> yeah, she, she really didn't feel that. She really didn't feel it. I, I mean... I give it to him though. That was a good shot. The, oh, it the, was. It was, he must have been. He he should have been in the Olympics for that that vault. Like right. that was a very good. <laughs> that was a very good uh, javelin toss. You know, he probably would have scored pretty high if there was some See, choice. But uh, this is definitely a movie that immediately takes you back to the two thousands, like low waisted jeans and purse chihuahuas, like. And as horrifying as this movie is as a remake, it's definitely a very guilty pleasure. I love this movie. Guilty pleasure for sure, but it is it is a fun one to watch. Yeah, I mean, I will give it. I will give them that. It, it is a fun. It, it's a fun movie to watch. And yeah, and this remake brings nothing truly exciting. Uh, even the twist at the end feels like it's just trying way too hard. 
Uh, it's a shame as the first two movies both brought some type of true innovations. The 1953 film was even the first color film to be made in 3D. And, like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, like, that's the Jaws 3D, that's for sure. <laughs> the 2005 that? remake just changed too much of what made the original so iconic to be appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if and, and that's the thing. If it was a standalone movie, it wouldn't be so bad. But yeah. since it's a remake and everybody holds it up to that to the original, there's no way it could it could it can match the original. And especially since it like also carries the same name as the 1953 movie, yeah. like it just they it just it had a standard. It had its it had a standard, and it just did not it did not hit. They should have just called it Wax House. It really should have. <laughs> Even just Wax Museum. Like, because that's yeah. what it had originally in that See, movie started out as. But but if 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 it was made in the later two thousands, it probably would have just been called Wax. Honestly. I feel like they just like, I, I, nowadays they just I mean like two thousand eleven. They just say yeah, they just say one word. There's just one word titles from now on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now presenting Paris Hilton in Wax. See, <laughs> so, you know what's funny? Our next movie is also just a one-worded title. Kikari. <laughs> and so I actually did not know that this remake existed. Not this for the was, longest time. This one fell under the radar. I feel like I. It did. I feel like well, and the fact that there actually is another remake in two thousand. I think it's two thousand thirteen. They they remade it again. Um. So there's actually three different remakes. Yes. But, this but since one, we're talking about was, the early two thousands and everything, uh, like the two thousand thirteen Carrie is not making this list, and also. <laughs> Just saying, I was personally disappointed in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they, they rely too much on certain things, but yeah. we'll get back to the 2000s. So. All right. So, and this is a remake we just recently came to know of. Like, we did not know of this at all. I think we found out maybe like a week ago that it existed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a TV adaption. Of a Stephen King book by the same name. So both films follow along the same story of Carrie. A bully and abused teen is raised by an extremely religious mother who pushes her own insecurities on her daughter. Who once she finally pulls herself away from her mother is humiliated in front of her school and promptly murders everybody with her telekinetic powers. God, it sounds like high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, that, like, this is just an everyday situation. Plenty of American it, uh, yeah, teenagers, just, like, you know. Just a little faced. bit more extreme than, than most situations. And the fact that most people don't have telekinetic powers. But I'm pretty sure if people did, there would probably be more incidents of this. Because bullies suck. And pig's blood also sucks even more. I couldn't imagine how that smells. But in the 2002 remake, the story follows more closely to the book. And this is both its strength and its weakness. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I feel like I feel like it did a good job. Of course, she, I feel like she wasn't as awkwardly she wasn't as awkward as the one from the 1976 version. Like I she really like wasn't a pushover. Like she wasn't just yeah. quiet. She, like, yeah, she seemed like she could kind of hold her own a little bit, but she still it seemed more realistic. I mean, it could be exactly. the fact that we do have a little bit of a bias just because none of us grew up in the 70s. So we it, it could be a different style of, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different school Like the original lifestyle. Carrie, she was more kind of like mouse-like and everything yeah. where she was like just she was very fragile. Yeah, very, very fragile. I mean, she... It, and at the time, I mean, you're watching and you're like, it, it's it's really good. I love the original one, but I do feel like there's a lot more relatability as far as, you know, probably with the younger audience that we are since we're, you know, early 2000s, we, we were born in the 90s, growing up in the 2000s stuff. There's more references that we understand as opposed to the original one, which, you know, is more of our parents will understand those references. You know. Yeah. See, uh, one of the things that, like, I like about this uh, remake is that because she does kind of have a little bit more of a voice, like, she has a little bit more of a backbone, I feel like the ending makes a little bit more sense because in the original, she was just so quiet. She was so to herself that, like, this outburst that she has at the prom and everything, like... I get it, like, you know, she's emotional, she's freaking out, she's humiliated, she's embarrassed, and everything. Okay, yeah, kill everybody. But with this one, because she really, like, has this voice, like, we have, like, we really see her standing up for herself. She stands up against her mom. She has, like, this, like, growing attitude with it. It really just showed her growth with this and just like her really kind of coming to her own, unfortunately killing everybody with everything unraveling and then comes crashing down home with her mom. Like, I feel like it just really had a more, I don't know, like it showed a more realistic way of this happening. Like there was like like a real reason why she would actually like, she seemed out the way she did. She seemed more capable of doing it as exactly. opposed to the other one, where she she seemed like it, it. It did seem like she was just completely fed up, and it was kind of one of those things where she held it in so long, and it finally just built up, and then it just she just let it out. With this one, it almost seemed like she always did kind of have that ability to stand up for herself, but then once that once that pig blood hit her, she saw red literally and metaphorically. Well, it was also once, like, the guy of her dreams died. That's what, like, kind of did it for her. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm pretty (laughs) sure she was, she, the pig blood was, sucked. But I'm pretty sure that probably added even more. Because he, it it almost showed the only person that cared about her was pretty much gone. And the only person that stood up for her. Yeah, exactly. And, and so she, she pretty much was like, well, there's no reason you know, for for uh, anybody to live anymore. So let me just uh, burn this bitch what? down. Honestly, if someone ended up like accidentally killing the guy that threw like a big ass book at some other dude's face, like on behalf of me, 
I would be really upset too. I'd, like, pro- I'd probably lock the doors and burn the school down too. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I definitely would. I, with my I don't telekinetic know. powers. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you that the, the telekinesis is just a fucking cool concept. Stephen King is is a genius when it comes to this, and and I feel like he really caught the the uh, he touched a lot of issues that that kids have in high school as far as you know the bullying, the 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 body shaming, the you know, and these are these are things that not that aren't just for females, but are for you know anybody that that's in high school. You know, these are things that that anybody can relate to. That's been in that's been in those situations, and that's really pretty much you know been what? in high school. Like girls are nasty and all that kind of stuff to each other, but you know what? Guys are just as shady yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like no, it's true though. Yeah, it, 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 and 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 I think that's that's what's that's why the story's so. I feel like it's it's one of one of Stephen King's better best stories. I want to say the the best one, but it, it's definitely on the top top of the list. You know, definitely. It's, just, it's it's a cool concept and and everything like that, and the fact that she just pretty much goes gets her revenge on everybody that's wronged her. And yeah, you know, so and I feel like that's where the the saying "the roof is on fire" came from. <laughs> well, the remake has some questionable CGI, as a lot of the like you know yeah it's it, 2000s do but nothing that is too out of place for a made for tv adaption and of the tv adaptions for stephen king's novels it is probably among the better ones which uh, yeah. probably isn't saying too much uh <laughs> since like, the only other one was it in i mean half of that is good in the second half you can kind of dis discredit and yeah, that's that. a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, the character building is done very well. Some might argue that there's no need to character build with an, like this being an iconic character such as Carrie, but that's simply not true. Movies should be able to stand alone and getting to know Carrie more in depth, seeing her relationships with others, especially her mom, uh, helps to really understand her motives and her as a character. You don't need to have a previous understanding of who she is to begin to relate to her in this movie. Uh, yeah. Like this, you should be able to watch nearly any movie, especially like you know it just being like the first, uh, without having anything to know about it. You should be able to put it on. And not have to know, like, okay, yes, this is Stephen King's Carrie. Like, everybody yeah. knows how this works. Like, you should be able to watch any movie and, like, you know, be able to kind of groove along to it, find out all this information yeah, exactly. and everything. Not like, okay, you need to know this already in order to build, understand. Like, build no, build the hatred for these asshole kids. <laughs> yes, please. And understanding that this movie was made to be watched on TV helps. Uh, with looking past mm. some of its faults, uh, it does make it easier to be lenient with opinions, uh, as there are many things that are just unable to be portrayed on TV. Uh, this doesn't seem to take away from the story, though, with the carry and everything. Like, I feel like we've hit a lot of different like versions of yeah. remakes and everything, but one we haven't quite got to just yet, which is Amityville Horror. Yes, this is a great movie. The original one is great. This one is, I would actually have to say, this one's almost a little bit more entertaining. But I think a lot of it is, it, it, it's, uh, 
Ryan Reynolds is great in this movie too. I, I will give him that. You know, he's good actor. I think you're just a fanboy. I am. Uh. I, am. I, I I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I'm I, I'm I'm I would wear his T-shirt if I could, but uh, I don't I don't have a T-shirt. I might print one up though. <laughs> so. Uh, we have the Amityville Horror from 2005 and the original by the same name from 1979. Yes. And uh, with this movie, it is called Amityville. Okay. Amityville. I know there's uh, people out there that say Amityville, but it's Amityville. Okay. Amityville. So, <laughs> wow. Well, oh, Amityville... I was having trouble spelling that one too. I could not oh, yeah. how to spell it. So while Amityville Horror has many, many, many movies to its namesake, for the sake of this discussion, we will only be talking about the 1979 film and the 2005 film. These movies follow the same story of recently wedded couple who move into a home in Amityville where a recent family murder occurred. You know, bit surprise. And yeah, everything of seems you want to move fine. Your family into a recently murdered family house. Of course, you know. Why not? That sounds Prices. like a great time. I think he hates his. I think he hates his family. I think that's what was going on. Well, I mean, like, look what happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everything seems fine until some, you know, demonic things happen to drive them out of their home. Yeah, not out of my home. Uh, meet up a demonic presence <laughs> not well, driving me out of my home I mean, that's exactly what happened <laughs> well and the remake sticks to the basic concepts but slips up when it comes to the understanding of what the original was aiming towards uh, in the original the demonic presence was driving uh, George Lutz the father mad in order to lead him to murdering his family the remake decided to steer a bit differently and seemed to lean into possession, which was a good bit different. It took away from, uh, it took away this more unique aspect of the movie. Yeah. Uh, where it, like, with this one, it just goes right into the possession thing instead of, you know, this more. Yeah. I, I feel like the possession is kind of easy yeah. to do, it's a little bit easier to do. But I mm -hmm. feel like the, the, the original one kind of had the right concept as far as mentally, like, mentally attacking them to where it drove them to insanity. Exactly. In order to and I feel like that's kind of, that's the same concept as what happened in The Shining, too, with Jack Nicholson. You know, they just kind of, the, 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 the ghost and everything, they just start me messing with his mental and start you know, making him see things and think things to where he ends up murdering his family. I don't know what see? it is, but I feel <laughs> like these these male characters are so easily influenced to just off their family. It's almost like, did they think about this before? <laughs> you know? See, <laughs> and at least like with that, it's that whole thing where because they were driven mad, like it kind of brings up that question of, can they kind of change back to being normal again, or is it gone? While yeah. with it being possession, there's that chance of, you know, having normal back and everything, exactly. which, you know, makes it kind of a little less scary. But however, can we really go too wrong when Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is in yeah. the movie, you know? Especially the fact that he's trying to, he's 
trying to kill everybody. I don't, I feel like he just whatever he does, it, it, you, you can't really go wrong. I mean, you know, except for the Green Lantern. <laughs> well, and the remake does take some liberties, however. Uh, still manages to be an exciting film. Uh, the original yes. seems slower and more toned down, as was uh, usual for that era. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like they did a lot of build-up. It was a, yes. it was a lot of build-up. You know. Well, the remake really brought it to a, like, you know, modern audiences, like, you know, again, more exciting. Uh, yeah. Both movies did well with their special effects and the limitations of their own time periods. Yeah, well, and, and there's less there's less to do as far as in, in, in the movie. It's pretty much just a haunted house story, you know, so they don't have to go over the top with the effects, as you would see in other the other remakes that we were mentioning before too you know it was kind of more i feel like there there's a lot more room for them to just do practical effects and kind of keep it that way oh yeah and the original relied more on the talent of the actors to present certain ideas where the remake could bring those concepts to life so yeah uh, you know which just brings a whole different tone to the movies and everything like uh when you are relying just on the actors to really bring uh, what's happening like to life and like a, like just kind of across to the audience. It just has this whole different tone where that's where it being toned down can really be seen in comparison to the new one where like you're able to have more effects here and there and everything where like, you know, you can see why these people are like, you know, freaking out the way that they are. Yeah. Very true, though. Very true. All right. So uh, I know one movie that was wanting to be brought up here. Oh, oh, yes. The Beast. This is this is the movie that that created the the uh, the stereotype of the most hated re or the reason why everybody hates remakes. The oh, one, yeah. the most infamous. Of all, Let, let's get a drum roll for this, please. The Wicker Man. I, I don't know if that was a drum. That was more of a speed drum, but, you know, that was that was blast beats. But uh, The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage, the remake, probably one of the worst remakes. And the reason why remakes should be taken very seriously and taken with care because they can easily go wrong. Just as this movie did, there's um, I it, it follows the same storyline in a way with the original one. I mean, detective ends up trying to find a missing girl on the island because uh, this the lady, his ex lover, I guess, uh, told him that she's that her, her daughter's missing, and then come to find out when he gets there. It's his daughter, and she's missing, and there's so many different angles and, and layers to what they're hiding on the island. He doesn't know who's telling the truth, this and that. Is kicking the King, shit out of somebody? He sidekicks the shit out of one of the ladies. And then he, what 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 did he do with the, the, the big one? She, she was kind of the bigger one. She was... I don't know. He he, pun he just oh, yeah, completely he just clocked her. Full clocked her. Yeah, that's right. He sidekicked one chick, 
into the into the harvest photos and then just completely cold clock the the big one because that was the only way you're bringing her down uh, oh yeah <laughs> she 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 was pretty i think it was all the the honey that they were eating that just made them really strong i don't know <laughs> i i feel like that had a part in it but uh yeah so if, if instead so of corn fed they the honey fed one, yeah they it, the thing oh this this movie's so frustrating to me sometimes i, I can't even think straight when I think about this movie, uh, they harvest bees, and I guess the most precious thing is the honey. Apparently, that without the bees, the bees, the goddamn bees, that Nicolas Cage is allergic to in the movie. You're going to an island where it's known for the honey and them harvesting honey from the bees, and you have a bee allergy. And, and, he, isn't, and he only brought and he only brought two epipins. <laughs> and Dude. isn't there a part where he's like trying to like kill a bee, or like he like yeah. steps on a bee, yeah. and like everyone is just like, <gasps> everybody's pissed off. It literally was the worst idea ever. I, I pissed me off. And then the fact that he was running around in a bear costume <laughs> was probably it was probably the greatest thing and the funniest thing, but. You think like Winnie the Pooh. I don't know. I it could be the the fact that there's honey, and he's dressed up like a bear, and he's screaming about the bees. The, the acting was terrible. I will say like nobody was convincing. Nicolas Cage is definitely not convincing. And the, the sad part is, I feel like he he's a good actor in a sense, but. He also is a very terrible actor at the same time, and this was this was the highlight of his horribleness as an actor. Um, like Nicholas Cage is the worst detective in like any movie. The, the most terrible detective, and it was the fact that he went about for so long and not figuring this out, not figuring that everybody was lying to him. I would have just never even went to the island in the first place. Um, yeah. Anytime you deal with, anytime you deal with this, this is we, we. I feel like this is just the premise for any type of island cult. Just stay away. Just stay away. You know, and especially if you're allergic to bees, stay away from the island where they known for harvesting bees. <laughs> I just, I, I God damn it. it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, is there. one booty call really worth that much? Exactly. Apparently, apparently it was worth his life because he got stung several. It, he just got stung on the whole trip. The oh, whole yeah. trip. And like, I think the only thing that I have to say that it was like okay in the movie was at the very end, where then all of a sudden there's like a new guy, like yeah. coming in. They, they the. the they do an after, what, what is it? Isn't it like after the credits, they end up going into, they're like at a club. It's, it's his, yeah. like after, and then they meet some other guy. And then it, so that it, they can like get all pregnant and everything and then say, hey, years later, it, you have a baby. You know, Find and I feel her. like she's missing. They, I feel like they were trying to be very progressive. They said, oh, yeah, we're, what we're going to do, because in the movie, all the females are, the main people and all the guys on the island are pretty much like abused spouses. You know, they, 
all they do is just they're, they're all down in the dumps you know they're just there down. for work like exactly. they're just there for the heavy lifting yeah exactly and so you know they they probably get abused all the time it's it's oh, amazing yeah. it's it's amazing but uh, uh not the bees not the bees oh god <laughs> not the bees well Remakes come with both good and bad examples, obviously. Uh, <laughs> 2000 so. remakes are no different. Many of them, however, seem to come even more so with examples of the bad sides of remakes. Uh, mm-hmm. 2000 remakes date themselves and make it hard to view them as anything other than just products of their time. These will never become classics because of how specific they tend to be for their time period. These may never be amazing movies. They may just be those guilty pleasures when you feel nostalgic for the 2000s. Cheesy, very cheesy horror movies. But you gotta love it. Everybody feels nostalgic every now and again. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and with with these, like, between seeing the fashion, the style, hearing the music, once, like, the rock music that hits right as the credits go and yes. everything God, i don't know i kind of miss that like i ought like i kind of miss it God, you know it. instead of all of a sudden it just being like creepy music walking out and everything no you know what i want throw some... some porn in there throw some, <laughs> porn in there. You know, throw some new metal stay away from the limp biscuit though oh yeah like you know Nobody's what cds you know what i kind of miss cds i do miss cds i still listen to cds my car doesn't have a CD player. Can you believe that yeah, shit? Mine does. 2015. Woo. <laughs> 2018. Bitch. It. Uh, <laughs> 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 but you know what? Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at UFO Projects and Twitter at UFO underscore projects for updates. This has been the first episode in season two of Master Shot. My name is Alina. This is Eddie. We're going back to our home planet because this place fucking sucks.